Welcome back to episode 156 of Your Best Year Starts Here with me, Neil Martin, and my good friend, Mr. Nigel Risner. And if you listened to last week's episode, you'd have heard us talking about negative self-talk. So what are we going to talk about today? That's the big question, Nigel. So it's really interesting because negative self-talk has two connotations. So just before we come on, we have the same conversation every single episode, what we're going to talk about. And in my mind, this is my truth, okay? The negative self-talk is another episode I've got to come up with shit to make sure we've got some brilliance that people can share and recommend our podcast. So you have no idea how many negative thoughts that we have literally every single day. And some psychologists say we've got, we have 40,000 negative thoughts and only 600 positive thoughts in a day. Okay. So, so so just think about every single moment in day. So, you know, I look in, I look in my podcast because I'm late. I'm flying to the Seychelles later on today, and I haven't done all my tests. I've done my PCR test, and in my mind, negative is like, can I be asked? Can I be bothered? I've got to do it. We committed to it. We're up to episode 152,400 million, whatever it is, and we have no concept of how negative our self-talk is most of the time. Yep. You know, you get in your car, it's a bit cold. Oh, I hope it heats up soon. If you were really to record your inner mind, your inner conversation, your external conversation, you would be amazed how much is negativity. And we are two of the most positive people on the planet. So there's a bit that says your kids then come home from school. And most parents would think it would be like this. Hello, darling. Did you have a lovely day? When you're ready, come and put your coat away, put your bags and go upstairs, have a wash. And when you're ready, sweetness, uh, we'll have some tea and we'll discuss the day. Yeah. I can tell you now, we've waited all day for our little children, our kindler, to come home. And the first thing we say is, don't do this, don't do that. Put your bags away. I can't believe you haven't done this. And sit down. This is what we've got for tea. And don't eat too much because we've got dinner. And, and if you think about the role of a parent, a chief exec, a teacher, it's to inspire and empower people. If you really were to listen to every communication that is shared, you would be gobsmacked how many negative connotations, how many negative thoughts. You open the newspaper. So I've just done it. You know, we got a paper delivered still. We're, we're still old-fashioned. You know, I, I know it's all on demand and you can read it online. I still get a paper. And, you know, and there's a picture today in the newspaper of the insulate people sitting on the floor outside the House of Parliament. And ironically, there's a picture of a van that can't get through that is an insulation for <laughs> But it, it, instead of laughing, in my mind, it was like, those, those stupid people, they haven't even seen what's coming. And again, that's a negative connotation. So even when you're reading the newspaper and you see something funny... You ha- you go through both sets of communication. I-, I don't know the psychology and I don't know the exact numbers, but neurologically, every negative thought transmits to your brain, which then transmits externally. And so whilst we play with negative self-talk, and we do an exercise called write down every negative thought you've had, mm-hmm. and then what do you think that does or did to impact that day? Mm-hmm. Then we ask them, tell me about your positive communication. And then we ask the rest of the group to share what would that do for you if you lived in that way? 
Mm-hmm. It is amazing that when we do the exercise and we split it into two halves, how much longer we need for the negative self-talk compared to the positive self-talk. And this is an uplifting experience. Yep. So, you know, we do the same episode every single week, what we're going to talk about. And in my mind, I go through the same thing. I'll have to think of something and how many more episodes. And even though I love doing it, that still goes on. And I'm not sure if you can have an implant or a plant taken out that says, why do we do it? Why do we love finding fault? Why do we love playing this negative game? And I'd, I'd love to hear from any of our listeners who says, I didn't have a negative thought today. Yeah, Do you good. remember an episode in Friends? So, 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 serious thing, sorry, just to jump in. Um, you are allowed, by the way. I know, I know, I know. But, but, you know, <laughs> but, but serious thing on that, I think it's okay to have the negative thought. It's not so cool to hold on to it. As in, I think it's normal to have it come in, but it's like, what do you do when you notice it, right? Yeah, how quickly do you fix it and like shove it back out of the way? And um, we've talked about this on episodes before, this idea of the... Um, five day or 10 day mental diet. So, you know, you effectively go on a plan that says you're not allowed to hold on to a negative thought for five days, 10 days. If you get one, you, you go back to day one, the following day and you start again, but it's not, you never have a negative thought. It's, you don't hold on to it. You don't behave because of it. You know, you, you, you try and turn it around as quickly as possible. And I think it's so much easier to say that than it is to do it. You know, so many of us can go, oh, actually, no, do you know what? I am going to have a pity party for one for the next five minutes, 10 minutes, hour, two days, however long we feel we want to hold on to something for. I think we all go through that sometimes. But I also think that even in the most difficult moments, there's something to be grateful for. And it's whether you can pause long enough and look for it or whether you go, no, 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 I want to feel bad right now. I want to feel epi- this emotion, you know? But do you remember an episode in Friends? Joey or Chandler says to Phoebe, even when you do something positive, you always get something from it. Mm-hmm. So you're not really doing something positive for the sake of doing something positive. And she tries to work out everything that she does if there's no benefit to her. So this whole episode is about trying to be positive without getting something back from it. And she finds out, if you do, you know, so she picks up a bird and that she, he hasn't got any water. We said, well, you felt better at the end of it. So you've got something from it. Yeah. You know, this connotation that even when you're trying to do something good, our brain tricks us in a way. Yeah, but you know what could happen? You know, you're, you know, I, I've looked online, my plane's on time and I've got extra luggage and they've upgraded. I mean, and I'm then thinking, yeah, but what happens if we get a delay when we land in Doha? I mean, it's just bizarre. I'm going to one of the most stunning islands in the world to do a five-day retreat for 100 chief execs. It's the gig of a lifetime. Yeah, but will they let the chocolate in? Because that's a dairy product. And it says, no, you know, I, it's just nuts. That, uh, And what I'm saying is I, I agree about holding on to it without a doubt, okay? The problem is it has an effect, that moment of doubt in your mind for yeah. something else and so of course i you know the art of letting go is the greatest art in the world in my humble opinion but i just love for people to see how often they find a negative story so we used to teach people don't read the first 16 pages of a newspaper start on page 16 because normally that's where the cat gets rescued by the fireman. You know, but the first 60 pages of every newspaper is negative stories. Or go backwards on the sport. The problem is on the back page of the sport, you've got the Yorkshire race issues and everything else. So there's not even, there's even negative news on the back papers mm-hmm. now. 
So you've got to get to page 79. That's a lot of negative stories to go through before there's a highlight of, you know, interest rate being low. And then interest rate being low means it's hard for savers. So now you've got a negative story because I'm the other end. I'm much older than you. So what I'm asking people to think about is be aware there is a lot of negativity out there. Yeah. We have a lot of negative thoughts. Just be aware it has consequences when you play that game. Yeah. And please note, as Neil just said before, you can have a negative thought. You don't have to act on it. It's a bit like, you know, you can have a prejudiced thought. Just don't act on it. You can have a negative issue. Don't act on it. Well, I I think the other thing is, um, and you mentioned chocolate, so it made me think of something. Um, I don't know why chocolate got mentioned. Well, well, serious question. Serious question. And you're probably the wrong person to ask this question to. But (laughs) how many how many times a day do you think you think about food? Not as much as you think. How many do you think? Just give me a number. 437. Okay, so you're higher than the real number. The, 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 answer, the answer most people give, the answer most people give, there's been some research done into this, and the answer most people give is somewhere between 10 and 12. Most people say sort of 10, 11, 12 times a day I think about food. Because oh, they're, they're thinking about, I know, but that's why I said you're probably the wrong person to ask, but... <laughs> It's most people are thinking about the times they consciously think of food where they go, Oh, what am I going to eat now? Right. But if you think about it, like every time you go to, the, to a petrol station and fill your car up, what's all the way around where you pay, you know, bars of chocolate, bags of crisps and stuff okay, like that. Yeah, hold, hold, hold that you thought. Know? So my wife said to me the other day, she said, do you not just do contactless? I said, no, I want to go in the store. <laughs> I, I, know what, I know what's there. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I don't want this convenience to bring my phone because I can now do that. <laughs> I, I'm never seeing a shop. I, I I like that feeling. Right, but you know, but it's the same thing when you walk through the kitchen. You know, you 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 don't walk through the kitchen without walking past the fridge without thinking about what's inside it. Right, you know, it's it's a normal unconscious thing. And Except the, in our house on a Friday because the fridge has just been cleaned and no one's allowed to touch. I'm not very good at touching <laughs> just the handle, so there's a mark. It's very evident that <coughs> Nigel's big. If you for those who are watching this live, I have big hands, and and you'd think I can get away with it, but my wife goes, "You've been in the fridge." I went, "How do you know?" Yeah, yeah, but 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 my, but my point was anyway. The, the research that's been done shows that the average person thinks they make sort of between ten and twelve decisions about today uh, per day about food, whereas actually the reality is they make about two hundred and twenty. So the, oh, I was just going to add for the, our Jewish listeners, they're all going three hundred. <laughs> I said average. I said average. Um, but the point, you know, the, the key point in there is you're aware of about five percent of the decisions that you make when it comes to food. Okay. I personally believe that's not dissimilar in every other area of our life. I think so much of what we do is unconscious and we're not aware of it. And if we're giving ourselves a negative narrative, you know, if we, if we, if we're constantly going, Oh yeah, we're not good enough at this or yeah, but why, why would someone pick you or yeah, but surely you're going to be boring this time. You've done it so many times, you know? Um, and again, really, really good example. I know how phenomenal you are on stage. Um, I also know the first time I saw you on stage and then the second time I saw you on stage, there was almost five years between the two and it was pretty much the same speech, right? And, and, and 20 years later, probably. Yeah, right. And and the thing I was going to say is, you know, I, I know, for example, I've seen various like bands being interviewed and things where it's like, you know, the song everyone wants us to play, we hate that song now. 
right? You know, we're sick of it. We've done it so many times, but guess what? Everybody else still wants to hear it. And the problem is sometimes I think we can get lost in our own heads with what we don't want to do or what we don't like or in our own self-doubt. And very often that, oh, people will be sick of this by now. No one wants to hear this anymore. No one wants to hear from me anymore. No one wants to hear my message anymore. You know, nobody, everybody knows that by now, surely. You know, those those kind of dialogues. my ego is different, Neil, because I have never thought that. (laughs) I've never, my wife would say, I, I've never thought that at all. I still look in the mirror and go, looking good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you understand what I'm saying, right? And I think, oh, you know, and, and I think it's, you know, if we, if we talk about business for a minute, I think it's that classic thing of, you know, you get a new, new starter join a company when the company's young and that new starter's told everything about why that company exists. Because everyone in the business has been there from the beginning. They're all passionate and they want everyone to share in that passion and know why they create the company in the first place. You get 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Does that new start know anything about why that company exists in the first place? Probably not because the person telling them has been told by someone that was told by someone that was sold, told by someone. And actually by now, nobody really cares anymore. They just want a job and a paycheck. Which is the five monkey story. If you, you know. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, again, I think it's, I think it's just important for all of us to go, well, actually the thing that I got to share has got value. And there's someone that hasn't heard it yet. And so I should share it. And I think more than anything, this, the story we tell ourselves is to remind ourselves that we have value. You know, and even on those days where you're doubting yourself, even on those days where you're going, oh, can I be asked? Can I make this thing happen? Is this, re- you know, your dream gig that's coming up next week in, or next few days in the Seychelles, you know, to go, can I be asked to go to the Seychelles and someone is paying me to go there? You know, there'll be a lot of our listeners are going, really? What planet is he on? Yeah. Well, thankfully, that was not my thought. My thought was there's a lot of paperwork. That's yeah, all yeah, I can yeah. say. But I, I will be back in a couple of weeks to record the next couple of episodes. And when I do, I'll tell you how my positive mindset allowed me to get through security really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll see you next week. Yeah, see you soon, mate. Cheers. It is amazing the stuff we come up with.